0: Hello skiers, welcome back to another episode of the Big Picture Skiing Podcast. I'm Tom Gelly, and today you're going to hear from a former guest, Thomas Marnix. Now I love chatting with Thomas about skiing. He has some great ideas and thinking around how to get people moving better, fixing errors in their skiing using certain drills. He also just sort of thinks outside the box. So he's not someone that just takes... Uh, what is there and thinks that's good enough he's always trying to break new ground and figure out better ways to become a better skier this is with the skiers he skis with as well as his own skiing now if you haven't listened to the episode with him it's back uh, a few years ago but just search Thomas Marnix it's a really interesting one he even talks about him studying animals and the way animals move around corners and that, you know, they don't angulate. So why do we need certain amounts of angulation? That sort of thinking is 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 the way Thomas's brain works. So really interesting stuff. This time we catch up and hear about his sort of recent thoughts on helping people with the hips. So the pelvis position, uh, where it is lined in all three dimensions. So he's got some really interesting uh, thoughts on that and exercises to help people get a better, stronger pelvic position. And what I found fascinating is I've also been on a path of figuring out this sort of stuff and so have many other coaches around the world. So in Quebec, skiing with Warren Jobert, former coach of the Canadian demo team, he's been really sort of focused on the pelvic position and alignment there and having some great results, even with World Cup ski cross athletes as well as Jonathan Ballou from Aspen, also really interested in and focused on where his pelvis and body is relative to where the skis are. So it's just sort of funny that all around the world, even though we're not directly talking to each other, there's this theme going on around the the pelvis and the hips position and where the best place is to put it. I mean, not totally brand new stuff. People have been thinking about this for a long time, but I just find there's cycles, just like fashion, of what people are sort of focused on around the world And yeah, so fascinating that all these minds are are on the same track there. You'll also hear from Nick from Ski Yeti Coach, which is a new app coming out and is basically using artificial intelligence and machine learning and looking at skiing videos to figure out what you need to do to fix your skiing. So Nick is working on this project and Thomas is actually involved in helping the prescriptive part of Once it finds out what's wrong with your skiing, how do you give tips and whatever to improve the person's skiing? So kind of fascinating stuff there, really worthwhile listening into uh, what is going on in the tech world because like it or not, in all industry, everything, machine learning, artificial intelligence is coming and it's coming really fast and is helping and also perhaps just changing the way things are really done. So fascinating stuff, listening to that. Uh, I'm Just gonna let you know, at first I was like, as a coach, sort of feeling almost threatened. That was the first thing, because of course if something's gonna come out that can do my job and I'm not needed, I feel threatened. However, speaking to Nick and bringing this up, he actually uh, puts my mind at ease and probably will put your mind at ease because really it's more of a tool, something that will help develop more skiers and help them get better but there's still going to be a role for a great coach and great instructor out there, and it'll probably make it work even better with this tool. All right, before we get started, just a note from myself about Big Picture Skiing, my company, an online skiing resource to help change your thinking and change your skiing. Hundreds of videos, just put out a couple of ones recently on... Uh, The ankle and knee alignment, and it actually kind of ties in with today's uh, topic of the the hip position with Thomas, as well as timing of weight shift and other things on equipment, getting ski boots right. I just keep seeing people not having the right fit and right alignment in their ski boots. Anyway, you can find lots of resources, great videos, learning that you can do off the slope so you can maximize your time on the snow at bigpictureskiing.com. We also have an app for Android and Apple so you can download offline for viewing later. So fantastic resource there. Please go and check it out. And if you like it, you can use the coupon code PODCAST, all one word, capitals, to take 30% off any subscription. All right, let's get into the episode with Thomas Marnix and Nick from Yeti Ski Coach. Thomas, how's the season been? I know Europe in certain places hasn't had The best snow. Has it been where you where you're based?
1: Well, I'm based on the glacier in Stubai. So yeah, this season the snow conditions are not perfect. I mean in terms of amount of snow. But all in all, like skiing wise, it's it's pretty good, I think, so far. Um, yeah, we are missing quite a lot of snow, but um I wouldn't say it was bad or it is bad so like yeah off off-piste or like free riding is not the best this winter but if you think about training on the slopes i think it's pretty good now
0: excellent and have you been running camps full full on just back to back
1: well i've been training myself i've been helping people to get ready for different exams mostly mountain guides getting ready for their exams on the skis and yeah yeah like some camps some some private trainings some trainings for myself so it's been a busy season
0: yeah and so what have you been what have you been working on in your own skiing Because I remember when we chatted this quite a few years ago now you'd sort of been on this journey with and, and a lot more about angulation Uh, sorry less angulation more inclination so where's the journey in your own skiing led to now that you're working to sort of perfect and refine
1: well in last few seasons i'm really getting deep into hip position in relation to your keys Uh, mainly in the big radius turns like especially carving turn and how the hips Affecting your footwork and actually how you, how the the general control over the ski is affected by the position of the hips. Mm-hmm. So that, was, now this... that was my that was my in last few seasons that was my main I would say main um, point in my own trainings and like talking to people and explaining these things to people and, and see how it changes the, the skiing.
0: Now it's tricky to maybe say this over a podcast, but starting with your own skiing and maybe one dimension, because really, I mean, being the ball and socket joints, three-dimensional changes are going on, which is why this hip position, I would agree with you. It's, it's a really important one, but it's hard to coach and yeah. get people to, to get in the right one. Maybe starting with your own skiing, where have uh, you found yeah? What have you changed? Maybe given and maybe talk to us about the dimension. So, like, you know, from the side rotated this way or from above. So, do you want to speak to that?
1: Yeah, well, um, most of the people think if we talk about the big radius turns, carving or skidded turn, most of the people think that um the upper body needs to face down the fall line always and i was just trying to like play with the position of my hips pointing down the slope pointing in direction of the travel pointing in different directions and see how how much power i can get from the from that position and how much stronger i can feel on my skis and i found out that um yeah if you want to be if you want to be strong on the skis especially if you go faster that position of the hip of the pelvis needs to be like natural with your skis um pointing in the same direction where the skis is pointing and um and to me i i just started to feel much more stronger on the skis and i could like really um use the the shape of the ski much more and get get bigger angles get like more control on the steeper slopes so that was that was kind of a big opening point for me and then i started to explain this thing to people just on the on my own trainings and see if the people are getting the same results and i was quite surprised that um it's actually it's working because you you are much weaker if you stay always pointing down the hill with your upper body especially after the fall line closing the turn if you are on the steeper slope like you, you're really just losing the, the power you can get from the, from the turn.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think if people, I think skis out there would have heard the term, like stacking yourself, like get yeah. yourself stacked in a turn. And really what you're talking about is, is th- this linkage point at the hip joint, that like stacking yourself really well there brings power and I would to- totally agree agree with this um now which part because I know sometimes you can get people to say change say they're always facing down the hill or their pelvis is facing always outside the turn because they think they need this counter and separation that part is maybe not so or changing the rotational alignment is not too hard but then something I find I don't know if you agree with this when when that happens people then tend to put the pelvis outside the line of where the knee and and shin is driving it yeah so I've found it's hard to get that rotation so they're square to the skis but then also get the pelvis laterally aligned so it's so that so the knee's not too angulated so that so they're in the right spot have you found any good drills or do you want to speak to that part how that part's gone coaching others with it
1: yeah i actually don't really like the word angulation because um, if i use this word with people then i have to explain what angulation means and then i think it's getting too complicated because i have to explain why we need it and and then how to do it in a good way so i usually i usually trying to look for the balance and be like really balanced on the outside ski and with what you are saying that the hips are getting out of the out of the turn like kind of people are pushing the hips out of the turn then immediately you are getting out of the balance and if i think about being 100 percent of my on my outside ski then the hip um like needs to go laterally in like slightly inside the turn just because like if you want to be in the balance that's that's the position and i usually don't use the word angulation so i i just ask people look for the balance look for the um, for the perfect position on your outside ski and like just feel if if you are on, on the outside ski 100% and mm-hmm.
0: that
1: and that brings i think that brings the simplicity in the in the way how we communicate in between each other without yeah like, without using the extra um extra like difficult words or difficult yeah difficult specific explanation
0: yeah i've i don't know if you find this too but for the people because i think that works but there's some people who still for whatever reason their way of balancing you know, when, when their hips are square, they tend to have the hip pushed out of the turn naturally. And I think even if you got them out of skis, that's like a habit they tend to do. So I don't know if you find that too. There's all, there are exceptions where people, their balance naturally pushes the hip out and they kind of need to learn this, this hip inside the turn sort of sensation.
1: Yeah, for for that, like, yeah, sometimes I get get, um, pretty hard time to actually change this. And what I found out is, like, jumping on one ski while doing a big radius turn, skidded turn, is the best way, actually, to change it. Because when you jump and land, it's pretty hard to land uh, pushing your hips out. So that 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 helped me because like landing, um, well, jumping first of all improves the balance just in general. Like you are learning how to be in the middle of the ski, in the middle of your foot, and then landing is the the point where I ask people to pay attention the most. Like jumping itself is not that difficult, but landing in the good balanced position would be the the key for that. Yeah. Now uh, how
0: about your thoughts on the inside hip and leg position? Cause I've found that is just as important and often that's actually the cause of the outside hip being in that weird over rotated hip-out position. So yeah, you're you're yeah. shaking and you're sort of smiling there. Sounds like you <laughs> you found
1: similar things. Yeah, um, yeah. I always ask people to pay attention to the inside ski more than the outside ski, um, and and actually the inside foot I think is more important than the outside foot because if you are like paying paying attention to the inside foot, then the outside foot will work anyways. um and yeah in in this case if the hip is is pushed out i'm i'm also like asking people to kind of lift the inside part of the of like the inside joint the hip joint like trying to lift a little bit up just to make sure that because if you push your hip out then the the inside joint is getting down like kind of uh, yes.
0: Yep. Yep. Going, mm-hmm. going the wrong way that you really want it to go for, for the power to go through that outside.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and I usually, well, going back to the, to the inside foot. So I, in my skiing, I always pay attention that my, like the pinky toe is always engaged during the turn so i don't push on it but i i try to feel it in every part of the turn because that's how i control the position of my inside leg and also that's how i control the inside hip so like feeling that that pinky toe during the turn gives me like the good balance on the outside ski and that position of the pelvis is not not in the in the bad position because like in this case i'm not really able to push it out because then then i have to use my inside ski more and rely on my ski my inside ski more and if if i just pay attention to my like inside foot then the outside foot is working anyways.
0: yeah it's uh interesting i don't know if you also play around with one ski skiing or skiing more on the inside ski but i i use that a lot and then i find when people try that so say even if they just try turns parallel turns but the focus is more pressure on the inside ski or feeling on the inside ski than the outside as soon as they do that they tend to tense up that inside hip and that screws up the, the pelvic position uh on the outside leg so i think you know some people go oh if i just practice one ski skiing or inside ski skiing i'll get better but there are some nuances to that inside ski skiing like you have to you have to let go of a lot of the hip muscles to allow the pelvis to kind of stack better on on top of that what's your
1: i think thoughts on that yeah one ski skiing is perfect and like you ask me what would be the best drills for the short turns and actually one of my well the answer one of my drills what i use the most for my skiing is one ski skiing but if we talk about big radius i think one ski skiing is good in terms of um fixing your hips um in the like in the direction of the of the travel like you it's really hard to turn on the inside ski if you are not square with the ski tact as you say but also as you said um you have to use your pelvis in a slightly different way in terms of angulation and and inclination and that's if you if you understand what is good in this drill, and what is not really good, then I think it's it's perfect because once he's skiing is like developing like many things. Yeah. But if if you just can get from from that drill, if you can just get the best out of it and forget about the rest, I think that helps a lot. The the regular skiing, the general skiing. Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of pi- the
0: some of the pro athletes that I've interviewed and had successful careers, they all speak about one ski skiing as being like the best drill for helping them improve. And uh, yeah, it's interesting you use it in in the short turns uh, as well, because I find like the transition linking from outside foot to inside foot and how that movement occurs that that's where it breaks down for so so many people because it's easy to just go outside foot to outside foot yeah and then leave that that old outside ski just dangling and pick it up and do whatever but if you have to learn to to guide it balance on it move it properly it really sort of fills in a lot of gaps for people of what what they should be moving and doing in the top of the turn
1: yeah i think that on one ski that transition is like one of the most Important things you actually learn from from skiing on one ski, but I also find for the short turns I find that um, you are learning so much about the right amount of movement on one ski because if it's easy to turn on the outside, but then as you said, transition and then the next turn when the the ski is inside ski then if you are rotating too much or doing too much in the previous turn, then it's like really hard to deal with that in the next turn. So I think one ski skiing is like also really good because you are learning how to do the just right amount of movement, right amount of rotation, right amount of um, getting on your hills in the, on your hill, in the end of the turn, because if you are doing just exaggerated moves, then it's really hard to deal with that in the next next turn or the other turn. But it just yeah, it gives you the, the idea how much you have to do it.
0: Yeah, totally. So that's one drill you like to use for short turns. What, what else have you found has been well, a useful or go-to drill?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how to call it properly, but I call it the cowboy turn. It's where you get like in a really wide stance, or like really wide position of your skis, but trying to keep the skis flat. So you, you can get like even wider, but then your skis are getting on the inside edges. So this is, this is not what I want. I want to be like in a really wide position of my, of my legs, but keeping the skis flat. And then from that position, it's, it's really weird position to turn. But from that position, you try to do like medium or short radius turns. And what I found in that drill, the best is that you cannot twist your skis like quickly because this is, this is like really weird position. I hate this drill because it's difficult to do in a good way. But I also like really like it because, because of how much I get out of it. And what the main focus would be for me in that drill is to stay on the parallel skis. This is really hard because mm-hmm. the, if you are in the like really wide stance, being low with your um, center of mass, then the outside ski is really easy to rotate, but the inside ski is just like you struggle to rotate the inside ski, and then you have to change the edge with your foot, and that's that's. The hardest part of that drill, and mm. I find it like really, really useful because, um yeah, most of the time I see people skiing short turns, and then it, at the beginning of the turn you get you get the snow like little snow plow position because the outside ski is is rotating quicker than the inside ski, and um, I think like to me that the best, well, one of the best or maybe the best drill to get rid of it is actually to activate your inside ski that cowboy, I call it cowboy turn because yeah, it looks really from the, from the side, but people like getting in the weird position and trying to ski in that position. But I think, I think it's, well, in my skiing, it helped me a lot to actually activate the inside foot at the beginning of the turn, then keep the skis parallel through the turn.
0: Yeah. It's, it seems like just thinking about that too, the really forced wide feet yeah, uh, also helps you at a certain point, your hips in the right position because it's inside or the foot's outside already. So when you get to the right spot, yeah, probably where, where, where the pressure usually comes in a short turn, like four line and afterwards, your hips already in the right spot. So it would probably help a lot of those people that have that hip well, to the outside
1: yeah Yeah. in that in that actually drill i'm trying to avoid uh putting my skis on the edges so i'm trying to do turns on the like flat skis on the bases yeah on the bases exactly well it's it's not flat like totally flat but i i try to avoid putting the skis on the edge because the key for me from that drill what i can get the most is that that rotation of the boat foot together but yeah and as soon as you get on the edges it's really hard to rotate the inside uh, foot and so yeah like being on the bases is is important and then trying to be on the parallel skis is the goal nice yeah if you're
0: serious about stepping up your skiing skills listen up I've been working closely with the Carve team for over four years and they've just unveiled a groundbreaking feature, Active Coaching Mode. And here's the lowdown. Launch it at the top of your run and go through a quick calibration with 10 turns and it sets a baseline just below your current skill level. From there every turn is a challenge, adapting on the fly to your skill, terrain and conditions. No fluff, just a gamified experience pushing you to ski better every turn. It does this by using a super thin insole lined with small pressure sensors and motion detectors. It's like having a personal coach analyzing your every move. And here's the sweet part. If you hit a hot streak with excellent form and you're in for double or triple points, it's addictive, rewarding. Like I said, it's a very gamified experience and it transforms every run into a step towards better skiing. If you're intrigued, and you should be, check out Carve and dive into active coaching mode. Just Google Get Carve to find out more and as a bonus, enter code GELLY15 to take 15% off. It's amazing. I've heard from the CARV team that now nearly over a third of the users are using Active Coaching Mode when they go out and ski with it. So why not give it a try yourself? Sweet. So, Thomas, we've got Nick here. A project you've been working on in the last few years is, uh, is Yeti Coach y-e-t-i coach i'm going to pass it to you guys because this is definitely out of my depth it's in my interest in terms of it's it's analyzing skiers and helping skiers but there is artificial intelligence and and software and computer stuff going on Uh, thomas do you want to do a quick intro and then pass it over to nick who probably will be able to talk of the technical stuff more but yeah what is yeti coach
1: so we know each other with nick for yeah some years already and he was skiing with me many times and then i think he's like pretty cool computer guy well he helped me a lot with my computer (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah we came out with this idea to actually Create a pretty cool, um, yeah, pretty cool thing tool to learn and improve your skiing. But I, yeah, I would I would pass the the microphone to Nick because he is, uh, he he knows how to explain it in a in a simple way.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, thank you, Tom. Let me, you know, just <laughs> make a quick, you know, introduction of myself. My name is Nick, uh, Nick Abramov. I am. I have a PhD in computer vision, and I'm a, a alpine skiing enthusiast for more than twenty seven years. Uh, of, of course, I'm not as good as you guys <laughs> as regards to mm. s- uh, skiing technique, but I'm uh, really eager to learn, and uh, I'm also a big fan of sports. But as it turns out, and my life is in a way that uh, mostly I have, a, you know, a mathematical education. i done a lot of things with computers, with uh, computer vision and everything. So, uh, you know, not to overstay my welcome. Uh, the main uh, idea right now is uh, that uh, there is a, a thing called an artificial intelligence. Uh, everybody th- uh, thinks that it's a thing like in a matrix. Yes, it's like, you know, it is a global th- thing that can do anything that, uh, you know, a man can, that's human brain can do. Actually, uh, computers right now uh, can do uh, similar uh, things, but not, you know, a real powerful artificial intelligence. But for example, if you send a show to a computer, a lot of pictures of a banana, for example, It can identify these pictures much better than a human right now. But if you show to this software something else than a banana, it may be not as good in it. So we're talking about, you know, small parts of uh, technology that's available for us. The recent thing that maybe you've heard of is a chat GPT. It's a real life chat bot that you can talk, you know, and, you know, ask it to write for you a letter or something like it. So basically, we are doing a similar uh, thing, uh, but with uh, videos of alpine skiers. Uh, The main idea is to um, feed uh, the uh, neural networks uh, a lot of images and videos of uh, alpine skiers doing uh, different turns. Then uh, we identify the position of uh, each joint of uh, the skier in each part of the turn. And based on this, you know, position uh, relative to each other, to the uh, skis and everything, we uh, identify the mistakes. Um, stop me at any moment if I'm saying something, you know, <laughs> To, uh, Actually, uh, too,
0: okay, mm-hmm. I, got a, I, got, I got a question. So then you have, mm-hmm. say... 300 000 videos of short turns do you have to go in you probably don't have to do all of them but you have to go in and tell it we like this one or yeah yeah so you put you plot the joints on and then you start yep. telling it we like this 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 we don't like this one yeah okay keep going basically yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 Tom. Uh, it's an amazing question because the the things we do in a, you know from a mathematical standpoint and view in the computer science is called deep learning. Basically, we are trying to imitate what uh, a brain does, but you know in a a, a bit different way it's a common mistake to tell that well, the, these neural networks that do this understanding of what we're actually doing is the same the computer brain they are not it's sort of like it but it's not you know just to ed- educate a bit your listeners uh so the uh, issue with all this deep learning stuff the main issue that it's really difficult to train it. You need a lot of data. Why, you know, we see the surgence of all these technologies right now, because you have all the data, thanks to Google, thanks to, you know, all these big chunks of data that are collected through the internet. And with our task, we also need to analyze a lot of different skin videos. And in all this deep learning, you have to market by yourself. So you, it's as exactly as you said it, you need literally uh, hundreds of thousands of videos of still images and on each you must show uh the you know uh, the mark the position of the joint and tell what we do correctly or not for example uh, there is a common uh mistake of a frame when the uh, you know knees are together in the turn of course you both know this <laughs> mistake really good um, and um there are some freely available uh, frameworks. For example, uh, one of the most uh, famous one is a, a Google media pipe. Uh, it's a simple program. You feed to it a video of a you walking know, human and it shows you all the joints. Basically, uh, if uh, we feed the, uh, ski, the, the skiing video of an alpine skier, it will you know simply detect all the joints and uh, it will show that the knees are too much together because we will see all the, you know, parts of where the head is, where the leg are, legs are, where the hands are. And, for example, for such uh, simple and easy detectable mistake, uh, it will be, you know, easy to detect automatically. And the idea is to uh, move it a bit forward because, uh, you know, being a... <laughs> Uh, A good student of Thomas, I know that he has uh, a really unique teaching method and he can explain all the things really clearly and uh, technically, uh, you know, in a way that it's easy to translate to the computer language. So you can, um, there are. Uh, uh, there is no magic, you know, in this or in all this computer stuff, you need to um, explain it on a really detailed and uh, technically accessible level to a computer to, uh, you know, to understand this mistake. And we, with this technology, we want to do two things. Uh, One of them is to make a mobile app to which you can upload a skin video of, you know, of your friend, of yourself. Uh, and then it automatically processes it and gives you know a detailed uh, report. Um, and the second, we want to do a system that you can install on a, a ski resort. Uh, I know I know for sure many of your listeners have used the Ski Movie system that's installed on a many ski resorts where you can you know where there is a test slope, you just drive through it and then and then later with your ski pass you can download how you, you know, uh, were on this uh, slope uh, with, you know, just video and without any analysis. We can do the same thing, but with a really good analysis. So we just install a video camera on the part of the slope and we can analyze all the passing skiers and give them Mm, really detailed uh review and the idea is to transfer all this you know knowledge of thomas of all this you know modern skiing technique to the system so we can detect for about 40 50 different uh errors basically as a experienced instructor more than experience you know that it's really hard to uh they're not that you know um not that many that 50 different errors basically but you need to you know to detect them in a correct order and to give a correct um, exercises to uh you know improve on these errors and you know make them go away and uh with our uh system you just you know pass near a camera download this uh report and for each error you also get a detailed uh Number of uh, exercise uh, exercises that you should do to improve your skiing. Uh, so uh, right now the technology is there to uh, make a really good video analysis uh, free, uh, basically free. So you don't need, you know, to sign up for. Tom Jelly or Thomas Marnik's course, you know, uh, you know, uh, stay in line. You 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 just get uh, you will be able just to get the same, uh, you know, uh, evening in the Alpine shelter experience of video review, but straight into Europe in just uh, in a few minutes. So right now it is doable. The technology is uh, there. Uh, we already have a lot of interest from different resorts and schools, and in a process on finding uh, angel investors and venture capitalists. Uh, so um, w- w- right now we are raising money for this uh, project.
0: Sweet. So, uh, a, f- a few things come to mind. Obviously, being sure. be- being a coach and i'd say a lot of people listening could probably uh maybe feel the same thing the first thing is computers taking over you feel threatened yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, you know what's what's your response to the people that are threatened by the by the technology
2: um you know uh at the beginning of the 20th century of the people uh, of Earth were working in agriculture. So uh, right now we have a completely different economical situation. And of course, there will be a huge change in how people learn things, how people do things with all this technology generally. If we are talking about the sports technology and all this, you know, there are a lot of apps that try to analyze your golf swing. There are apps for tennis right now. There are apps for, um, you know, squatting, you know, for heavy lift weighting. But uh, unfortunately, or maybe it's still good that all this um, automated stuff didn't give you... um, it's um, still limited in, uh, you know, in the um, level of personality. For example, this chat GPT uh, online uh, thing that everybody uses to write emails to, you know, to make introductions and everything. Uh, for example, if you ask it to write you a joke, uh, it's it still writes really bad jokes. So... Don't feel threatened by the technology. It will change how you teach people for sure. It's it's out of the question. Uh, if not us, but I still hope it will be us. In a few years, there will be a technology that will analyze all these alpine skiers' videos really with really good detail. But it still be a bit general. If we're talking for for example the uh, really high level of professionals, uh, it still will be you know too bad a lot of people uh will be you know using it for for example something um you know just to improve their skin on just what to do on the slope uh, if they you know come to the uh resort just re- or alone or you know without uh, you know uh, idea you know that I- i'm going to learn a lot but they decided you know to to uh, to to try uh, something but we all need connections and uh without uh you know this group learning, without real life experience with the coach uh a lot of people uh, will st- will still not be uh, satisfied with uh, you know completely using the computer. but uh just to, to add one more thing right now you can uh, learn uh, for example Tom you know, 10 people in a group, may- maybe 15, or maybe you take even smaller. But with this technology, you can learn a few thousand people. You just uh, add your uh, ideas of what's wrong, what's right to these neural networks. They detect your idea and your way of skiing in the you know videos of your um, pupils. And... Uh, you can make a big chat or, you know, something like um, a group where the details they can discuss with you and they will pay you for, you know, the ability to not, you know, to sign up for your course, to, uh, you know, to get to your resort or something like it. You will get a bigger opportunities. So don't, uh, don't be threatened. Just uh, use it, use it for your own good but yeah uh, the bad the bad instructors with a low level they will have a bigger problem because it will be much more convenient to use an app inside the phone or for example uh you know this system that we installed those will be installed on the slope it will give you a better advice especially for beginners with, with you know really common and simple common and simple mistakes so it will help you
0: yes so cool uh, yeah in summary that that's that's helped me i'll quickly say and then i'll pass to you thomas but i can see some good points there it's it's it brings the level of of skiing up i would say that's the first thing i would sort of think of if more people you know they go on a ski holiday for a week they get the app and they film their wife or their brother and they're like oh this is your problem boom fix it get some simple feedback so so that's you know, more people are enjoying and realizing that technique is, is important. Cause I would agree there's, you know, people out there I don't think realize that getting better at skiing technically is really fun and, and rewarding. And the ceiling is also extremely high as probably Thomas and I could, we're still working on that perfect turn and we have a lot of resources, uh, a lot of practice. And so working, working towards that high ceiling is, is fun and, probably never ending so i get that uh that part so that's really cool to hear and the fact that you said you know it's i think thomas said in the beginning it's a tool and so the good people will adapt and go great here's a good tool to help analyze it but just like i can see in my own skiing errors the solution to fix it sometimes takes a a (laughs) long time so so it's just another helpful tool to to get a, get an idea of, Oh, did you realize compared to 550,000 skiers, your right hand is in a really weird place compared to the top 2% and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So I I love that and I can see how it's just an evolution. You've probably it's, it's coming, whether you like it or not, you either get on the train or you miss the train in a way. Um, yeah, Thomas, I don't know. You, you said you, you were going to say something.
1: Yeah, another thing is that um, um, if we, for example, choose randomly 1,000 people, how many of them would like to be level four ski instructor? So I think the main main part of this people, they need to get just like few tips how to improve the skiing and they will be happy already this is what i see in the ski resorts that like how many people go and if you if you want to become a world cup skier or a level four ski instructor you will have to find a good coach anyways so with this with our idea you won't get to the top of the world cup but um for most people they don't want to be a world cup skiers so or level four instructors so they want to have fun on the skis they want to get slightly better on the on the snow and they already enjoy the the skiing and i think this is like you don't have to be stressed tom <laughs> <laughs> but, but, the but the technology is coming but uh, as nick as nick said It will be a little bit harder time for those instructors who are not um, not highly qualified, but for like good coaches, good instructors, I think this will be also the tool which can be used in the in the training process.
0: Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, if I speak, I know like something like Carve has brought more people interested in. Carve like like carving skiing because i think in general skiing has gone more down the road of fatter wider skis and everyone's skiing off piste and rocker makes it easier but techniques probably have dived a little bit and something like that has brought more people interested in working on that part of their skiing and so it's sort of i would say the same same thing if people realize there are these things going on in their skiing and they get intrigued on how to fix it then yeah it'll help feed more people into good coaches sort of arenas and, and and the possibilities i mean yeah possibilities like online video libraries like i've got have become a great great resource once you figure out you know it's telling you these things and and you're coming up with a yeah maybe a, a dead end so yeah it's it's cool nick do you want to speak to anything more there
2: uh, yes, for sure, yes. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, a really good point by uh, Thomas, for example, um, I'm something, I, I'm something of a skin structure myself, as you know, this famous meme <laughs> from Spider-Man. Uh, for example, uh, I have a business partner and we were some uh, once on a trip and I just showed them a couple of exercises uh, from the Thomas's um uh, you know, learning program, right, uh, and um, they just found a couple of exercises um, useful, and they were completely satisfied. They, uh, of course, they didn't become the world class skiers, but they just, uh, but they just started having much more fun because they improved their stability, they improved their speed, and that's all that they needed and through this app um i believe we will uh, help people to find the exercises that will help them have more fun of course there are guys like you know you guys like me you know that's you know big fans you know big enthusiasts of skiing and everything but uh for most people it's just it's just fun it's just leisure and they Want to you know feel more um, stable, and uh, with this technology, uh, they can also be able. And it's really important what Carve does. They have this leaderboard of you know level of skin. Of course, this key IQ is uh, you know differs from. Uh, I believe Thomas last year was in top one or top three at one time. Then it changed, uh, and with this technology. We will also be able to add this um, championship-like um, thinking to people. You can, you know, after you know, uploaded your video or, you know, um ro- 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 right near the uh, camera installed on the slope, uh, you will uh, get your skin assessed. And for many people, it will be the main idea. We are all constantly discussing how to improve our skin how to improve our terms uh there is a good uh saying how many uh, skin structures do we need to uh, know uh to change a bulb three one is changing and two are discussing the terms <laughs> so so it's the same mentality here we are uh uh, giving people a way to talk about their turns to assess their level, maybe ask their instructor, "Hey, you, uh, how good are you?" Please upload your video and let the neural network decide which um, uh, mistakes you are making in, in in the turns. It it also uh, helps to filter uh, the uh, the bad instructors, uh, and, and uh, this technology. Of course, we are talking about alpine skiing on this podcast, but uh, it can be applied to many other, you know, sports and you have, you know, this sports companion. For example, I do a lot of basketball here. Uh, I I like to train and I just, uh, just, just use the app. Uh, the similar as your project uh, the big picture skiing i just have a video library of exercises and i have quick access to them and i you know decide which drill to do today but if for example i will be able to upload my video and it will give me an advice how to improve uh, what exercise to do today uh, it will help me a lot for example i know today i tried uh, you know, wake wake surfing at first. I have uploaded, you know, video of my wake surf and, th- and they just gave me three, four points. I, you know, wake surf four times a year, but at least it will help me. And this, there are a lot of uh, tech apps, you know, sports apps, but unfortunately they're not making a lot of money because, you know, they, you know, only, you know, big projects like Strava, you know, financially successful, but there are a lot of money getting into the sport stacks and I believe the future is with an app that can you uh, that you can do any sport you just you know add your foot it will analyze your weight your you know posture which you know sport is better for you and like a companion you can chat with it you know uh, and you know for example you're in a ski resort it helps you with skiing you're not playing tennis it helps you to improve your um you know swing uh, and or and and golf etc etc so the future is with an app that will give you at least decent level of uh experience with a personal trainer so i believe it's the future
0: yeah no it's uh it would be cool i mean i just i'm thinking if i could add that as part of Big picture skiing would be, like you said, the basketball thing. What am yep. I doing wrong yep. here? It gives you four things, three things. And then, you know, you've got a few ideas from the app, but then if you want more, then you can, um, yeah, it sounds, sounds really cool, Nick. So what are you, you mentioned you need venture capitalists, investments, that sort of stuff. Are you looking, because I know we've discussed this before, are you looking to go down the road of, working with ski resorts are you looking for yeah is it or are you just open to anyone
2: uh yeah uh you you know there is uh um, a good um, uh, idea right now, we, because we need we want to focus on uh, alpine skiing at first, because we know how to do it. We have, you know, developed an algorithms. We already partially trained neural networks to do uh, the stuff uh, correctly, right now. Uh, but unfortunately, the whole field of um, ski industry in europe and us i've already contacted a lot of people inside these industries they're really closed in europe it's really diversified because one people owns there is one man owns the resort the other owes the ski school the third one owes the rental and it's different in us it's one big conglomerate that owns everything on a few resorts and they're really but it's really hard to get to All of them. So we are completely open right now to, you know, any people who are interested in, uh, you know, testing, piloting, and or maybe investing in uh, this technology, because even my really expensive, uh, really experienced venture capitalists that we are now working with to, you know, that are using their network uh, of, uh, they're telling that, they're really surprised of how closed this uh, market for the new ideas. Maybe they're threatened. Maybe they just don't know, don't want to try new things. So it's really difficult to push that idea. I have to be honest here because uh, I haven't had in my life such because I'm in the business for more than 10 years. I've developed mobile apps. used to, you know, do do, do different things. And uh, generally uh, the industry in other fields, are much more open because they need to improve to iterate. If you are, if you are not running, you are getting behind. But here we are having a problem, you know, getting in 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 contact with the with all this, um ski resorts, ski schools. So, if anybody is interested, I hope uh, Tom, you will leave some, you know, contact or email in the podcast. We are open to you know to work with um, any anybody right now we have some interest we have you know a line of investors but uh, it's still too small for
0: (laughs) okay cool hey thomas what anything now you've heard nick speak because i know you're you're involved in the the prescriptive fixing side you've got all these videos coming in and this is good this is not good and then the app is going to say you've got an a-frame or whatever it is how's it been for you on that side of things what's your experience and maybe if you want to speak of a couple of surpri- things that have surprised you perhaps or been like
1: wow well um yeah we started to talk about idea, this idea a couple of years ago and actually the the reason why we started was that i am i am analyzing a lot of videos from people who are training with me or who i'm trying to help and also my own videos and it takes well from my side it takes so much time well you know it for sure Um, it takes so much time and um, but as we spoke at the beginning there are not thousands of mistakes so like, if we think about hundred people, most likely you will see the same mistakes from like pretty much all of them, right and um, so this was the beginning of the idea oh maybe we can we can create something that will analyze the video um, for for me and for many people at the same time, and what we Nick didn't mention what we are thinking that I, I won't be the only guy who will be detecting and teaching the software because um, okay. I'm, I'm not the only guy who will be deciding this is the good way of skiing, this is wrong or this is bad. <laughs> way. So what our idea is to in the future to collect um, a good team of, of people, of professionals who will be working on the same idea. And um, like detecting what, what is the good way of skiing, what is the, the way of skiing which needs to be changed. And this team of people, I don't know how many 10, 20, maybe 20,000, I don't know, we see in the future. But um, more, more opinions we will have, smarter the software will be. Yeah. Yeah, like the, yeah, exactly okay that's cool
0: that's very cool
1: the way the way i see skiing maybe is different from from yours and uh if we combine and like discuss things that maybe we can come up with a good idea in between two of us and then if we have if we have 1000 good instructors there will be much more like many, many ideas of the way to change the certain mistake or the way to improve the certain thing. So I, I really hope, and I'm really positive about how in the future, how this thing will work, because I'm pretty sure we can get like good ideas from good skiers all, all over the world. Nice
2: can I uh, add a small th- uh, t- uh-huh. uh it's a really good uh, thing that Thomas uh stated because mm, uh if not getting into details of convolutional neural networks that's a thing that is used for you know analyzing the videos uh but um the idea of um you know a lot of different people putting their input and explaining to the neural network what is, Uh, good Uh, you know if you try to analyze you know this big how this you know uh, neural network works uh, you will not be right because for example if you think you know uh, basically you know uh, if the first part of neural network will focus on you know of the uh, hand position something like it you know uh, and you know some others here you know think that you know the first part of a good turn is you know hip positions or you know, or inclination or or, or angulation. If when you try to analyze how the final neural network that works correctly uh, works you can uh, you often cannot do it. It shows really random stuff but gives you amazing results. And mostly, it depends on the quality of the training. So the idea of Thomas is actually responds really good with the math and the technology that works uh, behind there. All this, you know, this neural network stuff. Because the final product is mostly a black box. (laughs) You know, the parts of it. You know, uh, everything. But the more good input it gets, the better. It why we have you know this. Of this chat GPT and everything, because people figure out ways to uh, train these neural networks really good, you know, in in, in the simplest terms possible. And the more people, given their good input to this project, and we, of course, invite you, Tom, <laughs> to, to, to to do it if you're interested, and everybody uh, that, you know, uh, uh, have a good uh, understanding of, you know, it will make the final product uh, better. And uh, even if you try, you know, to, you know, to separate these different parts of neural network, you won't be able to do it because it's sort of like your brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Psychologists and uh, you know neuro neuroscientists still understanding you know which part of brain does it. For example, this uh, you know there is a really common mistake that you know right hemisphere of the brain does uh, this left you know you know one is for artists the other for the you know uh, mathematics it's completely wrong. <laughs> you know there are it's uh, it's still really difficult to understand what actually this you know black box does of course we know you know some parts and and everything and thomas's idea is you know it's really uh, corresponds well with the technology
0: yeah cool because i know just thinking about my evolution of coaching and analysis over the years what i learned to see like i can almost i watch a video someone shows me a video of their skiing and I can almost tell my brain is going through, just like flipping through like, is it this? Is it this is it, this is this this is this this is? It, hang on. This stands out, and I know possibly in the past, that standing out. I've gone, hang on, that person doesn't know about this element of skiing. You know, I, I can tell they know about rolling the ankles and knees and balancing on the outside ski and 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 edging here, but yeah, so it's just exactly the same thing why it's called artificial intelligence machine learning because it's the same way we learn. We just go through, we we see, does this, do we know this? Does this result in good, yeah. bad? And then keeps
2: evolving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And this final product can be you no know, smarter in a way. In a way, not in all the ways, but generally, it can give a really good advice, even better than both of you does. It, but it doesn't mean that you won't have any pupils or you know any students. It just uh, will be it will be a different uh, and uh, really uh, good uh, uh, system that will help people to improve their skin with its own audience, basically.
0: Yeah. Kind of take, uh, the first thing is I've realized it takes some of the emotional side out of it. For even uh, uh, Cognitive like biases we have. Oh, I like this person. I don't like this person. So I'm not going to tell them or I'm going to, you know, and I know that we, we don't mean to, but that's just human nature. We, we do things like that. So
1: it would eliminate that. Yeah. One thing, well, to me, what separates the good instructor from a bad instructor is not that the good instructor is smarter is the experience like as you Mm. said um, like the the good instructor is having experience and he or she have seen so many different people so many different ways of um mistaking or like doing good on the skis and you know the good in the good instructor from the experience can tell, okay, this tool or this drill would be suitable the best for you to get read from from this mistake. And the bad instructor is just using the basic, basic knowledge from the whatever first level course.
0: Even down to like, maybe even not even just experience, but as you said, your point about not just having you as the input of machine learning, but hundreds of other perspectives just like thomas and i have not been at times satisfied with the types of answers we've been given for this is how your body should be for a long term from one particular perspective we've gone out and gone hang on but i see it different here and that person's skiing better i'm going to go ask them their, their thoughts so i think that experience part i would also add good a good coach has experience but also a vast amount of different perspectives and input on what they believe is it de- develops a good ski turn
1: exactly yeah
0: yeah uh,
2: and can i add one more more thing it. uh, it's a re- it's it's a really good point about uh, this um you know this um uh, your experience and uh, also what can we do um because we will uh, see these, you know, videos and how these exercises that we recommended if, you know, the person does them correctly, we can see how his skin changed from, you know, one video to the next one after he done our advice and everything. So we, we, and we can also use this information and to improve the algorithm. For example, right now, uh, there are neural networks that analyze the uh the uh ct scans of people and their you know internal organs uh better than uh, experienced uh doctors but that doesn't mean that we don't need doctors anymore you know but it helps them a lot because he will have an input from the neural network how it you know define this uh you know you know tumor to be you know good bad or something like it and make his own decision much better
0: nice cool all right guys well i think we should uh wrap it up here that's a good point i think there's a lot of things for people to be taking away and thinking about uh from this certainly got my brain uh whirring so um thomas thanks very much for for your time and and the catch up and interesting to hear about your your sort of recent focus on on the hip position would totally agree i've been sort of trying to help people with that part too and playing with my own own skiing with that nick thank you for sharing the the yeti coach and and the uh the insights into artificial sort of machine learning around around ski technique really exciting stuff i will leave. In the notes at the bottom, a way to get in in contact with with Nick. But uh, is is there a website people can go check out to see a little more?
2: Yeah, yeah there is a website. it's uh, I will also send you the link. it's yeti.coach. It's you know pretty uh, you know not to spell it <laughs> long I, I, I will just uh, send a link to you and of course uh, I, we are completely open to any collaboration because we're still in early stage but we believe in couple of years we can make a disruptive innovation in Alpine skiing and we are really want we really want to do it.
0: Fantastic. Excellent. I will leave that there. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a great day.
2: All right,
1: Tom. Bye.
0: Some of you may already know that I've been advising Carve and working with the team for some time now. And this year, the team has come up with probably some of the most exciting developments to date. They've been working on representing the most fun parts of skiing in their system. They've developed three brand new metrics, progressive edging, early weight transfer and one that measures the g-force in a turn and that one i have to say i got to try it out this winter in australia and that is really fun this new addition is going to be incredible for anyone who's looking to really push their skiing up a notch now what's even more interesting for this year is the system now detects what terrain you're on and pulls that into your ski iq score This is a huge change and a great upgrade because sometimes it would only really score well if you were skiing on perfectly groomed snow. Now it's going to accommodate and adjust whether you're skiing in steeper slopes, more chopped up snow or firmer snow. So this is a very big change that I think is massive kudos to the team to keep pushing and progressing the app even further. If you're the kind of skier that is looking for a tool to help push your technique that little bit further, then you should definitely check out what Carve can do. Use the code GELLIE15, that's G-E-L-L-I-E-1-5, to get 15% off for the next two weeks.